This is New Japan superstar Clark Connors, the wild rhino himself, and you're listening to Wrestle It. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your true hill phenom, SP3, back once again on Wrestle In for another edition of your New Japan Pro Wrestling Focus Podcast here on the site, Ace Techers. I am joined, as always, by the 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 person who comes up with all the titles, the wittiest person of our team, Sanal. How you doing? I'm doing well. Hoping I can get another good title out of this because there's been some stuff to talk about. I mean, it's been oh, it's only been two weeks since we last did it, and in that time, we've got two block, like four block winners, stuff coming up, and now Gato's messing with Madigan. Gato messing with us as per usual, always poking us. Gato always poking the bear is uh, what we usually say here. And it did so with the booking of the G1 Climax. Conspicuous by his absence, NK couldn't be with us this week. He'll be sure to be back with us on the next episode when we wrap up all of our G1 Climax. That's the final, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would try to push back so we could do our review after the final, but I was like, all right, well, we got to keep it consistent here on wrestling. The wrestling viewers, listeners, they they're all love waiting to hear. for this every week. This is what they are waiting for. They're waiting to hear me slander Gato, slander the G One, but no, I have good no, news. That's a lie. They're waiting for your Gato impression. Um, the bully club needs a rebel. Uh, and wrestling friends need a uh, East uh... <laughs> Oh, that hurts my voice every single time. But what we should do is if you record that, that can be like our jingle. That can be like the open to every episode. Absolutely. I'll do the full on. I'm going to send it to Kirian. So that will be our intro when people listen to us. That'll give like them a that... shock when they're like, they're opening it and they say like, Gato, what are you doing here? This is Gato here. There's got to be a lot of expletives for it to be Gato. <laughs> Fucking rebel. <laughs> I swear, for like a Japanese wrestler. I hear more swear words coming out of him, English swear words, than I hear out of a lot of wrestlers, apart from that one match with G.O.D. like many yeah. years ago where they broke the record for the amount of expletives in one match. I miss that G.O.D. I miss that G.O.D. Even though we might be seeing a new I was, I was going to say, gonna... I was going to say, never say yeah. never. We're going to talk about that on this show. We're going to talk about how the blocks have been going down. We are recording this after the B block final. So we haven't seen the C block or the D block finals. But and I'm, we'll kind, of, I'm kind of sad that I didn't wear my C block t-shirt today. Really? Yeah, I'm kind of sad now. So we were talk- You know what? I'm going to wear the C block t-shirt tomorrow. Is it tomorrow the C block? I think, yeah, at the time we're recording this, is tomorrow is the uh, C I can't watch one. it live because I'm working, but I'll wear it to, to have that inspiration. C-block. Well, let, let's talk about how uh, C Block has been uh, going down. We'll save our prediction for the final, who we think is going to be the two participants coming out of C Block that have, uh, you know, that is going to go into the Elite Eight playoff uh but overall c block has pretty much been giving us what we expected uh sanal like hard-hitting matches you got your horse it's the big boy block. 
The big boy the, block. The big boy block, the murderer's row block. We heard all those things for this block beforehand. And it's really lived up to, you know, the expectations. Since the last episode, you had the classic between uh, Eddie Kingston and Tomohiro Ishii on day eight of uh, in Kurgan Hall, which I thought was one of the best oh, matches. All the whole time, those two back to back shows in Kurgan Hall were two of the best of the whole tournament. I mean, um, Kara could always like serve, but I was gonna say, like, I remember last year's G1 with the floor blocks, and I remember A block was given that monster block, and it disappointed me. But I feel like this year, while SP3 last time we were very critical, I feel there's been no disappointing blocks in terms of like. Like, there's not been one block where I've gone, oof, there's literally, like, no good matches. Like, I've been talking about C block. Hanare versus Ishii was a really good match as well. Yeah, and what yeah I liked, that, that was really good. I but what I match. liked is that Hanare acknowledged afterwards, he was like, I won, it's been five years, but I don't think it's Ishii at his best. Yep. And I quite like that because he's like, yeah, I've got better, I've beat him, but it's not the Ishii I want to be. And I think that... That's what Hanare is doing while he's not getting the points. And I think Kevin Kelly said it. This year might not be his year, but next year might be. Even that win over the better than perfect Ishii is still a big thing for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, both of his wins, because he's got the win over Ishii, had the win over Shingo, which mm -hmm. was a great matchup as well. The two he's of really... his biggest rivals in yeah. terms of the never division that they've had. Yeah, like it really. I, I feel like Hanare coming out of this tournament. Like, I want to see him as the never open weight champion. If he can have those type of matches with like the Shingo Takagi's, the Ishii's of the world, I'm Suzuki. sure he can. He could, Suzuki, yeah, he can do that with the you know the others down the line. He had a hard hitting matchup with Eddie Kingston as well that I enjoyed. So, yeah, it's been. Uh, I, I would say out of all the blocks, C block where is the oh, is the one where there isn't the glaring person or glaring people in the block where I'm like, okay, you didn't need to be in here. Like there yeah. was an argument for the two people in this block that I think there was an argument for uh, at the beginning of the tournament or even halfway through the tournament as we're uh, heading into the final uh, block night, I would say it was Mikey Nichols and uh, evil. But of course, evil is a former IWG. Yeah, we're not getting rid of evil that quickly. Like I, I feel like as I much really as you wish. To admit it. I really wish, but <laughs> we're not gonna get my wish, unfortunately. And I Mike Nichols, like... I thought I thought he's been working hard. He's been putting in good effort, uh, mm -hmm. other than that first match. I will never get over that first match with uh, Hanare with the unnecessary headbutts and dropping people on the head. I think people said that I think and I feel bad to say this because I feel like it's disregarding TMDK, but I think someone I saw online said that maybe they'd had plans for Aussie Open to be in the G1 because I feel like Ozzy yes. Open really killing it and I can tell you out of everything Gator has done in, in this in this world the thing I will not forgive him for is not signing Ozzy Open quicker because not only has he ruined the chance of having them but now that Ozzy Open are in America there are less chance of them coming back to England and wrestling there used to be a time where I'd be like Rev Pro Show at the end of the month they're going to be there if I go and see a progress show they're going to be there because of Gato's cowardness Aussie Open are no longer. I'm not gonna. They're not gonna be my best friends anymore. Gato, your cowardice cost Sanal her best friends. They're, they're, they're right behind me, actually. They always I'm... have her back. Every 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 time we record something, they always have her back, always, always by her side. And now 
they're in America. They won't be in Japan. They won't come to see her in the UK. Sad times. Sad times. I'll Gato, never forgive you for that, Gato. I mean, for I mean, I won't forgive Gato for a lot of things, but that I will never forgive you, Gato. Tear, tear emoji, tear emoji right there. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely. I think Aussie Open was going to be in here and not either, either not T, uh, TMDK or not um, the War Dogs. I don't yeah. think the War Dogs would be in this tournament if Aussie Open were able to come to Japan and because they were the MVPs of the New mm -hmm. Japan Cup, it was a no brainer yeah. to put them in the G1. But unfortunately, but I think the War Dogs, I mean, uh, maybe Alex Cogbin less. I think Impressive. I think Gabe Kidd, Gabe Kidd just completely outshined Alex Coglin. And like and like even even someone that you are usually down on and you know uh sticking with the the C block. I think David Finley's had a great back to back yeah. great G1s. Last year was like the breakthrough G1 where he scored those big wins over Osprey and Shingo, but this G1 he just feels more confident. It feels like he is not, he's not a guy playing the role. He's a guy realizing his role now. And, and those I matches was... with Shingo and Ishii, oh my and, God. And Tama, I did like the match with Tama Tonga as well. Because I yes, thought that, that, that was, was tremendous too. Obviously, the one exception is David Finley versus Evo because nothing came out of that. I mean, what are you doing, like... Gator? And this is this is why I tell everybody, and I know this is a New Japan podcast, and we're supposed to be positive on New Japan, but Bullet Club Gold is better than the War Dogs because David Finley hasn't figured out that you need to get rid of the House of Torture. He just completely cut the cut the. But that was the perfect opportunity to do it. That's yes. the thing. Cut the cord. Cut the cord. Make it clear. Kenta and, and, and Chaser walking around with Bullet Club shirts. We don't know if they're a part of War Dogs. Like, there's, there's too much confusion with War Dogs for me mm. to say it's the best faction of the Bullet Club. And I love the fact that Bullet Club <laughs> has like four, five different sets now. You got, you got every the company across the world. Next thing you need one in like CMLL or something. Why, why, didn't, why can't CMLL get their Bullet Club? Huh? Rocky could be the leader. <laughs> Rocky will never betray his best friend Okada. He's like Okada. I'm from. I'm, I'm still in chaos in Japan. It's just a thing just I'm doing Mexico. in Mexico. It's just a Mexico thing. You know, I teamed up with Lij over here too. We can do everything. I'm just basically in every faction now, Okada. But you're my. You're my home. Chaos is my home. Exactly. Exactly. But you're not talking about because well, as Finley has shined. The problem is, is as much as Finley shined, Gabe has shined even more and there's a lot of people online who are thinking i mean i don't think i think he's too young his history with the company is not long enough to be bullet club leader but a lot of people are saying that gabe kid would be a very good leader i mean you have i kind of understand it i understand your kind of your argument back about you know the length that he's been in new japan and that's 100 understandable but i don't think people who are saying this are saying tomorrow he needs to be Bullet Club leader. Like I see I mean, David they're Finley. They're hating on they hating on our boy David Finley. I, like... I mean, I mean, I mean, I you you you're you're one of them. Don't say don't say our boy. Yeah, you're no, one well, of I, them. I, you're one I've of them. I've always been the biggest David Finley fan. I have I have two T-shirts. You know, massive fan of Finley. I just want David Finley to be David Finley, not the rebel, not not Fit Finley's son, not Jay White's ex best friend, not this. I want David Finley to be David Finley. So never, you know, never count me in the David Finley haters. 
Well, you know, East Turkers need a rebel. Um, <laughs> no, but... Yo, I'm glad I said that just to get that short impression out of you. <laughs> I, th- I think that David Philly is going to get a two to three year run minimum as Bully Club leader. And in that time, Gabe Kid will, you know, get his own accolades, his own achievements. He's already won the strong open weight tag team mm-hmm. championships. I don't think it's out of the thinking that him and Coglin can potentially come the IWGP tag team champions. And then he may work his way up the ladder where he is the logical choice to be the next Bullet Club leader. But I do I do see what people are talking about as far as his potential because he has just shined. Like I, I I watched a couple of the shows with a more casual fan of New Japan, and he's mm-hmm. been trying to keep up with the with the G1, and he loves the Bullet Club War Dogs because of Gabe Kidd. He was like Gabe Kidd. He just he just comes out. He he just comes out. He's throwing unpredictable. Unpredictable. The Kia Mia match is like. I think that's the that's the matchup that everybody is kind of raving about. That it's the one that, that you remember. Yeah. yeah, it's the one that you remember because while you remember time limit draws. I think that is the only count out. That's the only double count out. Double count out. Yeah, there was a count out. But yeah, because normally you don't, I mean, you might get in like a Yano match or something, but a double count out isn't what you expected, especially not in A block. And what I think people forget is going into that match, they probably thought, oh, Kiyomiya's going to win. Kiyomiya's the ace. Gabe Kid has been wrestling for a goddamn long time. Like, probably as long as some of the like more veteran people in new japan i know in the uk he's been doing it for seven six seven eight years so i think that was the perfect route for that it showed that gabe kid is on the same level as kiyomiya albeit he went about it in his war dogs way yeah yeah definitely i i think He's been shining. Like, he's been one of the standouts. Uh, We're going to A block. We're going back to C block. Uh, But uh, David Finley, like I said, he's been shining. Of course, the usual suspects of uh, Shingo, Tomohiro Ishii, Eddie Kingston, man. Just just seeing the love. Yes, that's my boy. Seeing the love and how he's adored in Japan. It just puts a big smile on my face. And... You know, whether it's the matchup against Ishii, like we said, he had a great matchup against Hanare. No one can have a good matchup against Evil, so I'm not going to hold that yeah. against them. But pretty much all his matches Okada, have been good to great no outside Okada of that. can have a good match against Evil, so it's not hard. It's not It's not easy to have a good match with that man. We need to, pr- we need to prove a point and put him in there with Brian Danielson. Can Brian Danielson have a great match so. with Evil? Damn. Legit, no. Like, LIJ? LIJ Evil wasn't great. But, like, you could have a decent match with him. Bullet Club Evil, and I'm sorry, in the new, I'm just going to bring this up. This is completely off tangent. Obviously, they brought the tag matches back now that we're into the block matches. What has Yujiro done with his hair? I have no clue. I have no clue. And, and, and mind you, because I did, like, a, a stretch of all this wrestling, because you know my moniker on this show is that I watch everything. I watched SummerSlam then AEW Collision, then the G1 because it started at 1 a.m. Eastern uh, here on the East Coast. So I watched the G1. I was up until 4 a.m. watching that. And literally, This is dedication, guys. This is what we do for you guys here on Ace Techers. I did a shift from 8 to 4. <laughs> 8 to 4. That's a shift. That's literally a shift. That is a shift. Um, <laughs> the shift of wrestling. But, yeah, I did. I did all of that and stayed up. But... Like those tag matches, man. 
I actually like the new format of all block matches because I have to pay attention. Like the tag mm-hmm. matches, when once I saw like the, a few of the tag matches, like after the first one when they had Sonata and Kia Mia on the, I think it was the first night or second night, second night, yeah, yeah Doki as well, yeah, Doki as well. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, they had them in the match. first match. After that matchup, I stopped paying attention to the tag matches until the block matches started because I was like, these really don't matter. They're not really building to the the other block matches in C and D block like that. So I don't really have to pay attention. That's how I, I think it made sense, though, I guess, instead of having two sets of final block, they have sort of spread it out more, probably for the sake of the wrestlers, I guess, more than anything. And also... Also, for the sake of the fans, because now, like, if you're not watching, like, me, who stayed up until 4 a.m. watching it, you can, when you're watching it on demand, you can skip all the tag matches and just watch the four, last four matches, and it's an hour and a half out of the three and a half hours the show was. Well, that's the thing, and I think, I was skeptical about this 20-minute time limit, but I think it's the best thing that's happened to this G1, like, I agree. This, it's added so much to it. Yes, we've had more time limit draws, but they've not needlessly done it i think we missed that in shingo and tama their match like that i i will say i i I like the matchup but i don't think it needed to be the the 20 minute time limit draw like i understand they they wanted to that was their way to kind of build more drama and as we head into the final c block night there is a lot of drama because there's like four or five guys that are in the race that can potentially you know go to the playoffs and maybe you needed that time limit draw to get there i just think that the match would have been better if it was 15 minutes instead of the 20 minute time limit draw it's just given it's just given a lot more depth to everything and it's it's similar to the king of pro wrestling title if you think about it that time limit it gives you something to reach for and there are people like zach save jr it's not happened with him like in the g1 but obviously in king of pro wrestling that the 20 minute time limit draw and especially with the three musketeers will be the worst thing possible they would rather lose than have that time limit draw Rather, rather be uh, a winner or a loser than uh, a <laughs> tied. That's like kissing your sister. Uh, but yes, yeah, we'll talk more about C Block when we preview the final block uh, matches. And you'll probably be listening to this after the C Block final and D Block final. So you get to laugh at us and see how right or wrong we were. Uh, D Block, though, D Block was kind of billed as the work rate uh, kind of block. But I would honestly say, kind of thinking back right now, as I'm, you know, thinking of the people that are in D Block and all the potential that the D Block had. And yes, it's had great matches. Jeff Cobb versus uh, Zack Sabre Jr. in Kurgan Hall. That was a great main event. Uh, Tensuyo Naito and Zack Sabre Jr. was great. Jeff, uh, Shane Hayes getting the big upset win over Tensuyo Naito was a big moment. The battle of TMDK with ZSJ and uh, Shane Hayes was a great matchup as well. Tanahashi has been, it feels like Tanahashi took a shot in the leg because he feels a lot more healthy and looks a lot more healthy. Maybe he had those stem cells. He had those stem cells put in before this G1. Yano is Yano. Uh, Hiroki Goto has had a nice little story with the injured ribs. Alec Coglin, I would say, is a little bit of a disappointment. He was, uh, the, he was the weak link, I think. I think in the block, 
compared to maybe A Block, which shocked us, I think we knew what to expect from D Block. Like the names in it, and nobody knew except obviously that big shocker with Naito and Shane Hayes, which I actually really liked. Like I think it was very unexpected. Yeah. You knew what to expect. It maybe not match of the year candidates or match of the tournament, but they were very good matches. Whereas Coglins seemingly fell short, even compared to the likes of Yano, because you know that with Yano, you know what to expect. It's not going to be amazing wrestling, but it's going to be an amazing match. Coglin, unlike Gabe, has not given us anything to make him memorable or stand out. Yeah, he hasn't been like his personality hasn't stand out. His matches hasn't stand out that well. He had a very good matchup with uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and picked up a huge win, mm -hmm. uh, the biggest win of his career over Hiroshi Tanahashi. But I would say overall, kind of looking back on the tournament before we get to the D Block final, I would say the D Block is the only one that didn't have multiple match of the tournament contenders. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and that's sad for me because this was probably the block I was most looking forward to just because it has four of my favourites. So Hiroki Goto, Naito, Tanahashi, Zap, and then obviously Jeff Cobb. I mean, again, their matches are not bad by any means. Like, there were some very good matches. Nothing that I went away going, this was rubbish. Like, yeah, the TMDK match was amazing. Naito versus Zack, as expected, was funny. I feel like maybe because we've seen most of those matches before like i said I yeah was zach yeah i think naito. that 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 kind of feeling of sameness with zach mm -hmm. and naito i got like the, the way i used to watch zach and naito like 2017 when zach first came into in mm -hmm. new japan i don't got that feeling anymore when i watch them yeah, like I I enjoyed the match completely. It was an amazing match. Like really, like I think it was one of the, my favorites of the tournament. However, maybe it didn't stand out as much compared to the ones in A Block because all the A Block ones were new. And maybe if you'd have mixed some of like, looking at it from where I was, I thought, oh, this is great. You've got some classic guys who've had matches, so many good matches before. Maybe that's a problem. Maybe that's not what we need from the G1. Maybe if you'd taken one of those guys, I'm trying to think, maybe Shane Haste and put him. No, no, Shane Haste is fine. Maybe like Zach and put him in the A block. Just yeah. Or, or Naito in the A block. Or do you know what I mean? Or like Tanahashi in the C block with some of the bigger guys. Just even just like two or three of them getting moved might have improved it. But again, this is not to hate on the D block because they've had some phenomenal matches. And like, yeah, it's just maybe because the rest of the tournament has given us so much fresh stuff. Yeah. The classics are almost getting pushed to the background. Yeah, I think like when we comp just comparing it to the block we've already talked about with uh, C block. C block, I think like the, the person who's been the key to that block and its success is Eddie Kingston. And the reason is he's new. He's mm -hmm. so new. All of his matches were were fresh matches. And even if they weren't one of the best matches, they at least stood out because it was new. It was different. But even with like Hanare and Finley. So yeah. Finley is now with the Bullet Club persona and Hanare's come out with his new tattoos and his new like determination. Small things like that. Whereas except maybe Tanahashi changing up his style a little bit, like in the Zack match, they are still the same people. Not to say they should change in any way, because they are who they are. Yeah. 
but and uh, someone like a Naito who had a reason to change something to uh, put a new wrinkle in for the tournament, he didn't choose to do that, and he's a it's new been, pre- have been perfect instead of ending yeah. matches now with two Destinos. I almost think that when you need two of your finishers, it is time to get a new finisher. Yes, I, I, I totally agree. That this is bringing up Thomas Gunston needs to go. Oh my god, he tries it so many times. Like is like I try to keep track. I try to keep track, but it's just like no. And and he has a better success rate with DSD with the J driller. The thing is, is Tama is, and I've I've said this for years, with Sonata, one of the most athletic men on the roster. He is fast, he is strong. Please, for the love of God, get rid of that gunstun. You don't need it. Your past <laughs> now with uh, Anderson is so it just find something new, please. Yeah, that should have been the end of it with yeah. the Anderson feud. It should have been in the end of uh, Gunstun. And and Supreme Flow looks great. Use that as a finisher. Why not? Plus, going to the block that I think I'm not alone in saying I have the most issues with the A block. Because unlike the two blocks. God we- damn it, Gato. <laughs> and if you can listen if people listen on headphones, they're going to get very shocked by me just screaming that out. So I apologize. I should have probably warned everyone for that. You should have warned <laughs> I see three guys' headphones on, like, oh my God, what's going on? The Wrath of Gato. The, the Wrath of Gato. Oh, absolutely. The Wrath of Gato. It was in the, the A block. And A block, honestly, until the block final, was probably my one of my more enjoyable blocks of the whole tournament. Whether it was the three Musketeers Derby with the two uh, time limit draws we previously talked about. Then you had them brilliantly use those time limit draws to add drama to the uh, Suji Amino matchup, which I thought was a great matchup in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I think I think Kaito Kiyomiya has stood out and really been, in my opinion, the, the MVP of the entire block. You have, uh, you know, Gabe Kid, which we've already talked about, him being a standout for his personality and that Kia Mia match, and just putting in strong. The the Suji match in the uh, A Block final was was uh, terrific as well. Uh, Suji's been great. Amino's been great. Sorry, sorry. Can I, can I quickly pop before we talk about like the thing? Suji has a twin. Suji Yo, has a twin. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up from that kid matchup because I literally, I literally had to watch that match over. Not because I wasn't paying attention. My mind was still boggled by the fact that there's a Suji twin. This and is- that he is, he, they now, New Japan has the potential to do all the Kurt Angle stuff that they used to do in the Attitude Era because Kurt Angle had a twin. Now they could do that with Suji and New Japan. They've done, you know, like in the past when like um, Zach would bring out um, Fujita to do like twin magic. This is legit twin magic. Like I showed it to my mom after the match and she was like, wait, which one's Suji? I was like, yeah, you can only tell because Suji is the slightly more tanned and oily one. And he's, he's a he's 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 a thicker one. He's got yeah, muscles, but not much because even his yeah. twin is quite well built. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to bring that because I thought we'd forget about it. But oh god, my mind was blown. 
my mind was blown as well with the with the Suzy Suji twin. Thank you for for bringing that up. Uh, Chase has Chase Owens has been Chase Owens. We kind of expected he's the Yano of uh of this block, and we kind of expected that. Just haven't been bad. Like in terms of his personality, he has been putting it through. Like he's been he got a few wins, but losses, and went right. This match with Sonada, and then some points like he was gonna win. I think that was a nice change in that block you know like the balance you needed from the young talent where you were like oh any of them could win to having the veteran who you knew wasn't going to win but could have easily done the spoiler for sonata Yeah, he could have he could have been the spoiler, like you said, Sonata, the only undefeated person left in the G1 first champion to go undefeated during the uh block format in a very, very long time, I think, or maybe ever. Uh, I think he's it's one ever. He's one off of the record of the G1 of eight straight uh wins in the G1 by Jeff Cobb just two years ago. If he's able to get into the final four. He will be able to tie Jeff Cobb. If he makes it to the finals, he will have the new record. And then there is the person, Sanal, who is the second place in the AVOC. And I said all these good things about everybody, everybody else. And even, you know, Chase Owens, like you said, his matches haven't been bad. But I'll tell you what was bad. Hikaleo versus Chase Owens. I'll tell you what was bad. <laughs> I'll tell you what was bad. Hikaleo started 0-3, and then him doing the usual G1 thing of winning four straight, including wins over Kaito Kiyomiya and Shoto Amino and Suji. Are you kidding me? Like, like Hikaleo, literally, in in this block, if it wasn't for Chase Owens, he would have probably been the only guy that didn't have a great match in the block format. Like, how do you make him? Why was that the choice? Did they? I, I've seen people online say, "Oh, the three musketeers are made men." That Sue uh, Hikaleo needed this more. No, they're not. You have to make them to make them made men. You have to actually make them, and them tying with each other. Them, them having draws and then losing to the Hikaleos of the world, uh, it does it doesn't do them any favors. Honestly, because of how this this whole thing looked like a week or so, a week or and a half ago, I thought they were gonna have Narita be mm-hmm. second place. Because if anyone needed this second place <laughs> win, yeah. it, it was, was Ren Narita. Yeah. Because yeah. out of the three musketeers. Nothing changed for me in regards to him being last place. He had a great match with Kaito Kiyomiya on the A Block final. Absolutely tremendous. His probably his best of the entire tournament. And he had great matches with Amino, had great match with Suji, mm-hmm. but he needed to look good. And I don't think he I don't think the Kaito Kiyomiya win was enough for him. No. He needed to be second place. And to not even give it to Shoto Aminu, who was my pick, who I thought was the three musketeer who could take that and use it as a propelling, you know, moment for him. And even Suji, after beating him at Dominion, what do you Suji think, has some, Suji has some great matches in this tournament. I'm just going to put out He has. There. He has. Kid, Sonata, Aminu, Narita, Kiyomiya. Like, Suji he killed He might have gone time. up. No, I think, it, to be fair, I think he... Was he always first place? I think Suji has gone up 
for me, he's not. He was, he was, he there. was my first place going into the G one. Yeah, I feel like he was second for me, but I feel like he's gone up now just because from that twin, even so, like his character wise has just continued to shine. Whereas I'm still waiting for Shota to not look like Tanahashi and Naito and Bill. My thing is, I am a fan of Hikale, a very nice guy. I think was it that Gato was scared that after having him beat Jay White. That having him lose as much as he was gonna lose, Gato got to halfway through the tournament when Hikaleo was not zero and three, and he went, Shit, we have the guy who has got JY out of J- Japan, and he's just not doing anything. It was almost like Gato literally stopped after the Hikaleo's third match, his third loss, and went, Oh, wait, this doesn't doesn't link to the fact that we've built him up as the man who got rid of one of the best wrestlers in Japan, in New Japan. And he was like, shit, shit, shit. Um, uh, okay, okay, just give him the wins just so I can save my back for that. Yeah, maybe maybe it's, it, this is a saving face type of move from Gato, but... Uh, it wasn't, it I, wasn't the right move, because you said you yeah. had one of the three musketeers. I had Kiyomiya going through. No, no, you know what? You know what? I, I am I am going back on everything we said about Gato. Thank you, Gato, for not getting Kiyomiya into the playoffs. Because I told Sadal, I told NK over on Drew Hill Heat, I told J News. I was like, when Kiyomiya wasn't in the same block as Okada, I was like, we're not gonna get it in the G1. I literally what Sanal, you can call me a, a psychic. It's like it's like I have clear voice. No, 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 because because if my theory is correct, Kiyomiya was always meant to win, but Gato got scared when he realized he was fucking it up with Hikaleo and Jay White and went shit. Uh, well, we can't have Sonada lose, right? No, we're gonna have to sacrifice Kiyomiya. That's I'm still sticking to that. That we were meant to have Kiyomiya versus Okada. But Gato got scared. Gato got scared like a little baby and went, right, we're going to change this up. Might be right. Yeah. Might be right. But Gato, uh, if you listen to uh, this, please let us know what actually happened. Because man. we were trusting you with, we gave you one thing. We said, you I are did. doing amazing with this A block. And then you're going to fucked it up. You're going to ruined it. Ruined the best block of the entire G1. Do you think that uh, pro wrestling Noah should be upset with how Kiyomiya was treated because I mean you know, but they weren't he, treating him that great either to be fair. I to be fair, yes. <laughs> but his only wins in the G1 were Suji, Chase Owens, and I'm missing one. I don't know. How uh, many points did he get? I he had, the time he, got, li- he had the count out with Gabe. He had the double count out with Gabe. He had a time limit draw with Aminu. He lost to Sonata, he lost, lost to, to Hikaleo, lost to Narita. So, oh, he only had two so, wins, two wins, three losses, two ties. Yo, that's not how you. That's not how you treat a top guy from another promotion. I almost wish now, and this is everything is hindsight, that we'd put him in another block. Put he he'd have gone in like put him in the B block, B block, not the B block. If you'd have put him in the D block. That would have been the much needed. We were talking about the sameness in D block. If you'd have moved Kiyomiya into D block, imagine his matches against like Tetsuya Naito. 
and Zack Sabre Jr., <clears throat> especially Zack, someone who has been in Noah. I feel like that would have worked, but then I'm only saying that because he properly got beat and really probably got some of the lowest points in that entire hey, But But as far as like the quality of his matches... Oh, I phenomenal. He, he he delivered. The Amino yeah. time limit draw was probably my favorite time limit draw. His match with Suji... Tournament. His match with yeah. Suji makes obviously that built from when Suji was coming over to Noah and just chilling out during his matches. His match against Gabe, under like one of the most probably one of the matches that people didn't expect to be as good as it was. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Kiyomiya uh, might have been kind of like the the underlying like. One of the, I mean, A Block had a bunch of standouts. Whether it's Sonata going undefeated, whether Which it's I feel Amino, like people are gonna forget. People are gonna sort of almost forget about Sonata in the block, which is kind of sad. But I feel like that's almost the champion that Sonata is. He's not gonna be the Okada or the Naito or the J. He is the one who has worked hard, and in turn, his block matches have helped bring up another generation. Yeah, but but his his honestly throughout the G one he's felt more like a champion. Mm -hmm. He's he's carried himself like a champion. He's uh, felt like a champion. He's wrestled like a champion. Him and Kia Mia match the the two students of Great Muda going at it in a Muda Bowl. That was just great, uh, you know, especially in, being in Kurgan Hall. As the match I was most looking forward to, and you know when you have matches you're looking forward to, and sometimes they almost fall flat because you're so excited. This one delivered so much i'm probably as much as another one osprey versus elp just want to give that a special shout out oh we, we're, we're about to get into that we're about, we're about to go to, to the i'm, I'm going ahead of the game here i was but like... i do have to ask with, with, with now that we know that kia mia you know two three and two in the g1 did kia mia take a crap in gato's bag or something <laughs> like 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 I, I just want to know. I just want to know what they did were, he they do. Were the, um, they were in the locker room, and um, Kiyomiya accidentally um, knocked Gato while he was trimming his beard, and Gato was like, "God damn it! Well, we're not, we're not doing that now. Now we Ooh, have officially. He's officially, you know, if this was Chris Jericho, he is on the list. He is on the list. Kaito Kiyomiya is on the list. Gato is like." Uh, uh, New Japan don't need the Gia Mia. Uh, the, the list on. of Gato, the list of Gato. This is Hikaleo is on the good list, Kiyomiya is on the bad list. <laughs> the the bad list, list of Gato, that's 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 something we should get. The list of Gato, list of Gato. Uh, but moving on to the final block that we're going to discuss the B block, and I would oh. say that this is the that the 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 highlight. Of the block, and that's why I wanted to save it for last because I feel like probably maybe three of my top five matches in the tournament happened in this one block. Whether it's it was, you know, phenomenal, uh, hasn't it? It's just the caliber of the matches, whether it's the wrestling, the storytelling, the crowd reaction, it's just been perfect. And you brought it up what I thought was a bona fide uh, match of the tournament contender from the B block final. Will Ospreay defeating El Phantasmo in El Phantasmo, arguably the best match of his career, maybe. Uh, Japan, I like definitely in New Japan. I, I I would say as far as New Japan, that's his best match definitely since Robbie Eagles in last year's uh best of super juniors in Kurgan Hall. Like I'll I'll never forget that one. I, I got it. That woke me up at like 5 a.m. in the morning. 
<laughs> got crust in my eyes. That woke me up because I remember that one. But this one at almost nearly 4 a.m. in the morning, I'm I'm feeling drowsy at this point. I was like feeling but sleepy. That woke but you up. when they got that into second like... gear yeah. and really got the crowd involved and the crowd really started to believe El Fantasmo was going to win, it literally had me on the edge of my seat. An absolutely phenomenal matchup. Um, I mean, I was I was close to to giving it to giving it the full bolt. I gotta save my star rating. It'll be up on my Twitter page by the time you you guys listen. Go to follow this. SP3 on Twitter. Yes, follow me for my star ratings. Where I let you know, but definitely this is up there with Osprey and Okada, which I thought was absolutely Phenomenal an work. excellent yeah. main event on a day. I believe that was day seven or day nine. That was absolutely tremendous. We talked about, you know, Osprey and Tai Chi last episode, Tai Chi and Okada. But where does Osprey and one of my favorite matches? Where does Osprey and El Fantasmo rank for you as far as match of the tournament? Yeah. Thing about so when I started watching wrestling, I watched uh, WWE and it was almost there was it's like a movie. You need a bad guy and a good guy. New Japan perfectly tells the story of you can have two good guys. And still create a beautiful story. They're both baby faces. And I've said this, although the Empire started as a heel faction, they are now probably maybe even more popular than LIJ. I'm going to say it. There are a lot of green light sticks and Empire merch in the crowd. I'm going to say LIJ was my favorite faction, but the Empire are now. The match to me, and if you think about it, they're both similar, is they were both junior heavyweights. Um, now Osprey's heavyweight. El Fantasma, while is not classified himself specifically as heavyweight we can assume that this match was like the perfect hybrid of their styles and osprey really considering he's using his aerial assassin theme tune like elevated has really brought back that junior style of his which i kind of thought we'd lost because he talked about injury and how like he had to change his style but there was something beautiful about this match the two have got such a history whether it's here in the uk in japan and it was perfect. Even something as simple as at the end when Osprey won and his his talk about it and saying how like the crowds loved him. He's got all these new friends now. Let's do it again. And the post-match where like he was like, I'd invite you to the United Empire, but I prefer you on the other side, which will link to what we're probably going to talk about after that with ELP. Everything about that match was perfect. And it might be my favorite match of the tournament. I, I wouldn't blame you. Like, just the way that crowd got so invested into El Fantasmo and some of those those near falls, whether it's CR2, the Gato Clutch, it was always he's won matches in the past. So it literally had you on the edge of your seat. And then Osprey not even going to Stormbreaker, saying, I'm just going to hit the Storm Driver. And thank you, Osprey, through that, that crazy matchup with Kenny Omega that probably <laughs> took years off of your career. You came yeah. up with a finisher that's not going to kill your shoulder every single time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Osprey. you. Thank you, Osprey, for nearly killing Kenny Omega and coming up with a new finisher. Um, but... I, ju I just think that Osprey has, since the first time I ever watched Osprey, he has come leaps and bounds, changing his style, but still at the core of it is still... That Will Ospreay who came, who was brought by Okada and who is multiple IWGP junior champion. Yeah. But he has just become, he has gone from the guy brought in by the best to 
one of the best. Yeah, we've watched the evolution and seen him grow year after year. He comes into New Japan in 2016, this kind of young 20-year-old kid that you heard all this buzz about on mm-hmm. the independent scene, and he wins the best of the Super Juniors, but he comes up short against Kushida, and then he has to fight his way back, comes up again against Kushida again, and he loses in the best of Super Juniors the next year. He wins the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, made that, like, up on the same stature of like the intercontinental title or like the whatever other you think is the secondary title in new japan he is the u.s the title heavyweight. i guess yeah now it would be the u.s because he did the same thing he did with the, the junior heavyweight yeah. title with the u.s title so like you we've seen his evolution and i feel like 2018 is where we really started to see him kind of pick up and improve his game, like cut a little bit down on the high flying, focus more on storytelling and psychology and selling. And then year after year, he's just gotten better and better to where he is the best, what the best in the world or arguably one of the best in the world. And I think that it made, for me, it's, I feel emotional because he's from the UK and I, you watch him and it's like, it's similar with Zach. When I, and Gabriel kid, I guess you could say anyone from the UK and you see them grow over the years and, they are so loved. Osprey is so loved by the Japanese crowds. And I remember there was a time, and he'll admit that he's not always the best with his words. And sometimes he's said stuff before he's thought about it. And there was a time where maybe people were not very open about being Osprey fans. But Osprey has taken his everything he's learned and he has used it and he has grown and he has become the top gaijin, I guess, the top gaijin in New Japan and someone that is now people aspire to be him. And this is, this is going to end up becoming a Will Ospreay love letter. I mean, and, and, and you, whoever, one of our fans want to clip this and tag Ospreay, like, yeah. he is the, the, the man. Like, you, we've seen this evolution. And, like, when Kenny leaves in twenty in 2019, and, you know, we, we've heard all the stories about him talking to Ospreay and Jay White, and there was a debate for like the 2019, 2020, 2021, who was the top Gaijin? Because although Osprey was just getting better and better in the ring, Jay White was clearly above him as a character and on the mic. But that gap has closed tremendously in the last two years. And just in this G1 tournament in general, the two promos he did to close out the show after he beat Okada and then mm-hmm. to close out the show after he, he got second place in B Block, beating El Fantasmo, were top guy promos. That's how the top babyface in the company and his promo i don't you know it might have been 100 kayfabe in his mind but a yes. lot of truth is said in jest when he said that new japan saying they need the three musketeers when they really just need one assassin mm-hmm. he is right you ride the guy that is the guy that should be their focus if his contract's about to expire you're throwing a bucket load of of, of money at him because he wants to stay he has said it before he wants if you have a guy who's that good who's one yeah. of the best in the world and he wants to stay you better break the brinks truck back there he better be the highest paid new japan performer not name okada that's it. The Okada yeah. is the only one that could be paid more than Osprey at this time. And I think, and you, everyone here knows that I'm the biggest Jay White fan. And I would say, but even for me, I think that is the 
different. I, I can't say that I know the reason why Jay White left and stuff, but you could even see through the pandemic that Osprey's dedication to New Japan was just something. It's a bit like, I guess, the guys like uh, Zack Sabre Jr. The traveling um, Osprey did, he was in hotels, he was doing quarantine. While Jay White predominantly stayed in America, and again, I don't know the reasons for that, they might have been personal. Osprey made that commitment. He fought through the long hours of isolation in a hotel room to be able to wrestle. And his love for the company shows. And that's why I think when they tried to build the United Empire as a heel faction, that was never going to happen because Osprey loves New Japan. He loves the Japanese fans and they love him too much for that to ever happen. And honestly, Osprey is just phenomenal. And even as a junior heavyweight, could have easily been the top guy, Jin in new japan and all those words are saying that osprey was the mvp of the b block unfortunately <laughs> tai chi had a strong first half sorry of the tai B1, chi we love you we love and, you tai and chi. he just he just took it took the took the trophy out of your dead cold hands tai chi tai, tai chi tai chi was a little bit you know he was handicapped because he had osprey and okada all in his first half so his second half was mostly with like the Yoshihashis of the world. I bet he had a good matchup with El Yoshihashi, underrated MVP, you know? Uh, Yoshihashi yeah. had some really he damn some good matches. Win. Great match with Okada. Great match with Osprey. I thought him and Tai Chi was uh, surprisingly great. That was surprisingly great. Just shocked me how good that was. Uh, we won't, we won't, there's great. one person we won't mention in the B block. Ooh, who is that? Who is that, Sadal? Kenta. He has not had the best. He, he only he only had a great matchup with uh you know the aforementioned best wrestler in the world, Will Osprey. So like <laughs> not saying much there when he was with with the other one of the best wrestlers in the world, Kazuko Okada, nearly fell asleep on that main event. But uh yes, <laughs> good match, but uh not the not the best match. But yeah, well, a lot of people... short compared to the other B block wrestlers, as like we've said top caliber even yoshihashi who i think apart from his match with okada was always on the undercard yes. like the first matches god damn yoshihashi really turned up and represented that iwgp tag belt like yes yoshihashi you showcased that heart absolutely like i i think that because you have two of the best in the world in the the winners the first and second place in b block first place was kazuka okada with a six in one record sorry uh, dick dick okada because he has not been a happy fellow he has been booed in almost every match just want to point they, out that they, they always root they rooted for kenta against okada oh my god i was like damn they want okada to lose every freaking matchup uh but yes okada finishes six and one osprey finishes five and two uh he suffered a a count out loss to tonga loa along with his uh initial loss to tai chi also, uh, tonga loa I've been, uh, I don't know. I've been so-so. For, for what he's coming into is this his first matches after injury. I think it's teased that we can expect good things from Tangaloa, especially we didn't say that after ELP's match against Osprey and when ELP was doing his post-match comments, Tangaloa and Tamatonga actually came to him and said, let's have a talk. So I feel like, that will definitely be leading to something. And that is where we could maybe see Tangaloa back 
on. I mean, again, Tangaloa's match against Kenta, Kenta's matches just didn't interest me. But he did have some good matches. His match against Osprey, very surprising. Taichi, very good. I just think let's get Tangaloa more confidence in coming back and being like at full because I don't think he's at hundred percent yet. And he no. said that I think. We need we need Tangaloa back in the tag team division. I think that's where he's gonna excel. And I, I did like and ELP maybe. I got excited. That was when I got excited at the end of that show. I kept watching a little <laughs> bit longer, and I saw that moment with El Fantasmo being mm-hmm. picked up in the back by the Gorillas of Destiny, and I was like, "We were right. This is what we called for. We called for it. Called for. We called for it." So I love when we Gato gives us proof. He listens to Ace Techers. So <laughs> he listens to this podcast every week. And I've just realized that if he does, one one of the titles that like any of the titles that is gonna happen, it's gonna be bitching against Gator. So we're sorry, Gator. But do better. We're sorry, sorry Gato. Um, but yes, that is all the blocks recap of all the blocks and some of the matches that stood out. We'll give you our predictions for the C block and D block final. As well as, I guess, I we could go final four and final now. We'll do that again uh, to end this show because we now know four of the eight that is going to be in the playoff. But before we do that, Sanal, let the people know where they can see your great content over on YouTube, li- see your writing, listen to your podcast. The floor is yours. So you can find me on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Chat. That's where you will find everything and everything I do and write. Sonal's life on YouTube. Follow me, subscribe, share. I've just put up um, last week a mid-tournament review. So if you're struggling to keep up with the early mornings, the long shows, especially on the weekdays, watch that to find the best matches and what's been happening so far. And yeah, just Twitter is the best place to find me. And obviously here on Ace Techers and True Hill Heat, where I will make probably a lot more appearances coming up soon. She will. She'll be on our G1 final review, so you check that out. That will be in between before our next episode of Ace Tecker. So go over and subscribe to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. That is T-R-U, no E in true. We got enough E's in heel. Uh, we also, you can follow me on the tw- uh, the X machine, not the uh, Twitter machine anymore, at True Hill SP3, and all my content, you can see that over there. But let's wrap up. With C block, D block final. It's the final night coming up. Uh, before before we're before we're recording this, uh, we're it's just before the C block final and the matches that we got to pay attention to. The matches that decide the block. It's going to be Eddie Kingston versus David Finley in a battle of open weight champions. The winner of that matchup will actually win C block being first place, the first seed of C-Block. And then we got in the main event, it's going to be Shingo Takagi going one-on-one with Evil. Why, why is and, this a thing? Why? Why? Because I know what's going to happen. Oh, please don't tell me Evil. No, you you know. You know in your heart, after what we've seen with Block, you know what's going to happen. You know that Evil is going to beat Shingo. Oh, please, no. I'm Come predicting, I'm predicting Shingo. Give- I'm predicting Shingo to win. Gato has heard our podcast. But it's but you know Gato. Please don't do that, Gato. Please don't do that. And unfortunately, wait, do you think right before that? Do you think that 
after all these years, that Gato's gonna be like, yeah, Shingo, we're gonna put you forward. You're gonna you're gonna do well in this tournament. No, because Shingo had one reign as Adam GP World Champion, and it's been since forgotten. He has been a Hiroki. He's been Hiroki Goto and Tomohiro Ishid. Wow, he has though. And I hate to say has. that because I love Ishii, I love Goto, but that's what's happened. He's gonna be Suzuki'd. Oh damn. Thanos snapped. That's the yeah. Suzuki. Uh but yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Shingo. I think I think Shingo's been having a good tournament. He's get picked up a big win against too David much Finley. Trust in he picked up a big win against David Finley. And if he wins, he will first Sonata in Ooh. the playoff. So that's why I want I I rather Sonata versus Shingo than another Sonata versus you. But then, so the the the, so what I'm thinking here is that makes sense because if you have Sonata versus Shingo, I can see Shingo winning. Yeah. But if you have Evil versus Sonata, that worries me. Because I don't think Sonata's gonna win this. I feel like. I think, gonna... I think I think I think if Sonata versus Evil, he's going to the final four, and then he'll lose there. If Sonata versus Shingo, you're right. There's a chance Sonata doesn't even make it to the final four. But but then Gato could put a twist on it and have Evil get a pin over Sonata. Oh God, no! No, no, I do but, not no. Need to see Evil in the title scene. No, but what it is is he's gonna need some defenses going into Wrestle Kingdom, which I assume they seemingly yeah, want to but evil in a title match would be an easier win. People would be like, oh, fair enough, you know, Sonata be evil. Whereas I think if you have Shingo versus Sonata and, and Shingo loses, there's going to be more anger around that because Shingo is worthy of that title. Okay, that's fine. He's a better contender for the title than evil. I'm, 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 I'm just fine with him I'm losing. I'm what Gato's thinking. I'm getting into Gato's mind. I'm getting into Gato's beard. I'm thinking, what? As he's stroking the beard, I'm getting into it. I'm thinking, what is he doing right now? You're getting in his mind and, and taking his a beard. crap in it. Like like, like like Kiyomiya did to his bag. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, this, and uh, Kingston versus Finley. It's been a great run for Kingston. Finley. But I think David Finley yeah. is moving on. And he's the rebel. Season. He's the rebel. He's the leader of the Bullet Club. Yeah. He's all those things. And then finally, we got D Block is going to be uh, Jeff Cobb versus Shane Haste. If Jeff Cobb wins, he wins uh, D Block. You also got Zack Sabre Jr. versus Hiroki Goto. If Zack wins, he has a chance of making it to the to the uh, playoffs, but he needs a loss from either Cobb or Naito in that case. He's Naito and facing. Naito is facing Hiroshi Tadahashi, where if depending on how the other matches will go, because this is the main event, the winner of this matchup could get second place in D Block. This is the this is then a lot harder. A lot more matches you got to pay attention to. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much all the block matches kind of matter in this block. I I think I think is it? I was gonna say it's safe to say Jeff Cobb, but Shane Hayes did beat Naito. I I think Jeff Cobb gets the win only because Shane Hayes already got that win over Naito. Mm. Do you give him two big wins, two big upsets? You know. Yeah, and then I guess if our predictions, what we most people have been saying, I guess you'd say Naito, Zach loses and then Naito beats Tanahashi. 
But I and feel then you, like then you said as a TV title contender. I love you know what I think that's what Goto could need because Goto's been a great like in the past. Him and the Never title has been amazing. So I think that and I could even see maybe Goto being the one to dethrone Zach, and I wouldn't feel bad about it. Be a nice achievement to get to give him since he's never going to win the top title. No, never, yeah. But because it makes like, because for example, Zach beating Goto since he's lost his husband in Tai Chi, he's got no need to go after the tag belts. Yeah. So it's true. It's true. True. All right. So, so we got, so we think we both got Goto beating Zach. All right. So then we go to, uh, and we both got, we both got Jeff Cobb beating Shane Hayes. Yeah. All right, so it comes down to Naito and Tadahashi for second place. So we're both going for Naito because we God, both. I have... mean, we've said this in like every Truhihi, every Ace Tech, is that we think Naito is going to win. For that to happen, Naito has to beat Tanahashi, and I don't think Tanahashi can do any more matches. So let me see if I if I have this figured out. So I know with A Block, Sonata. If our predictions are right, Sonata would face Shingo. Yeah. And uh, Hikaleo would first first place of D block, which, which would be Jeff Cobb. Yeah. So then with B block, B block uh, first place is Okada. Is Okada? He's gonna be versing, I guess, D block second place. But they D-block, have Okada. Is there anything wow. online? They're gonna do Okada and Naito. Oh wow, guess- that that would be, that would be crazy. Okada and Naito in the playoffs, and then it would be Osprey versus Finley. I mean, it doesn't make sense. It's straw, but I guess it's a G one. And then it's I think Finley would win yeah. that. I think and, and, and Os- Osprey is the baby face. Osprey yeah. is going to be the baby face. But I think Finley would win that. I think Osprey would win that. I don't know because I was thinking because I'm always like, oh well, technically, like Osprey could win this, but with everything with his title and it's not the end with him and Kenny. And a lot of people assuming that Kenny versus Osprey is going to happen at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, it almost feels like it might that might be the right time. He gives him like a few contenders for the title, like ahead of that. I just think Osprey wins because I have I have Shingo beating Sonata, uh, and so I have Shingo versus. Osprey. So so you got one from C Block. I got Jeff Cobb beating Hikaleo. That's one from D Block. I got Osprey beating Finley. That's one from B Block. And I don't have anybody from A Block. <laughs> <laughs> I said, screw A Block. And then no, I got Naito. The thing about that and um, the tournament blocks is you can literally have it where one block has got nobody in it. And it's and kind got, of refreshing in that way. I got Naito beating Okada. So that means my final. I, I had Naito be, beating Okada as well in the final. My, my final four would be then Naito, Osprey, or. Yeah, Naito, Osprey, Cobb, Shingo. I can't like you know Shingo what? and Cobb again. Oh, come you on. know what's funny? You know when we did these predictions last time, I had Tama in the yeah. top two. I'm yes. kind of sad that that didn't work out because I feel like something there would have been nice, like to build Tama out. But Shingo, Shingo in the Shingo versus Cobb, mate. Oh. Yeah, no, we so need what, that. Oh, damn. Uh, how would you do it? Would you put the two stables against each other? I don't know, oh, but I don't I don't know how the the block uh, how it's gonna figure out as far as the matchups. 
Yeah. But yeah, that that would be interesting because you have two from United Empire, two from Lij. I because I, I if just off the top of my head with those four, the final should be Naito and Osprey, and Naito beats Osprey to win the. Tournament. I would love that actually, because I think even like a shot Naito having a shot at the US title. Mm-hmm. And Obviously and then and then because because going into the matchup, Naito would be zero and two versus Osprey from last year. Yeah. And I almost, I think, like, they could do the narrative because we know Naito doesn't care about belts, really, through the intercontinental belt into, like, its death. And I feel like that'll be something going into this, that he'll probably just go a bit blasé against Osprey. Like, I don't really need the US belt. You're just another thing. That'll work Osprey up. But then Naito will do a Naito and win. <laughs> do the Naito yeah. and He'll do win. a Naito. Yeah. So I probably would do... Oh man, yeah. Do Naito versus Cobb again, and do Shingo versus Osprey in the, Shingo, in the final four. Shingo versus Osprey gives me like hashtag like Super Junior vibes. Best of Super Junior. Vibes. <laughs> like bring back that year. Give me back that again. Uh, but yes, it's gonna be very interesting how everything pans out with the playoffs, with the final four, as well as with the final. We will be back with you to discuss all of it. See how right our predictions are and see how much we hate Gato. I was going to say, say, will I be shouting, God damn it, Gato, again, or will we be going, we love you, Gato. Thank you, Gato. You restored our love. Will Gato restore our love or not? Find out on the next Ace Techers. That's it all. It is me, it is me, your true hill phenom, SP3. And that has been Ace Techers. We're out.